听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎来到轻松调频美文阅读 ，Morse Read。我是沈听。让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。今天我们将会听到美国作家赛珍珠的一句话，中国南宋文人陆游的一首诗歌《诉衷情》，以及英国著名女作家弗吉尼亚·沃尔夫的一篇文章。How should one read a book? More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. Many people lose the small joys in the hope for the big happiness. Paul S. Buck. 许多人为了追求大的幸福而失去了小的快乐。赛珍珠。赛珍珠，美国著名女作家。他于1892年出生于美国的西弗吉尼亚州，毕业于伦道夫·梅康女子学院， 1 9 7 3年去世。在1930年，赛珍珠出版了自己的第一部作品《东风西风》，从而开始了他的写作事业。1931年，其著名小说《大地问世》。1932年,年，凭这部作品获得了普利策小说奖，后来又在1938年获得诺贝尔文学奖。赛珍珠从小接触的中国文学，尤其是中国小说，使他看到了不同于西方传统的中国式写作，获得了对中国小说的完整概念和印象，从而了解了中国早期小说的特殊的局限性，并领略了其独特的艺术魅力。他发现，中国小说是在中国自己的文化土壤上成长和发展起来的。内容和艺术特征不可避免地受到中国历史上种种文化因素和文化传统的制约。同时，他也意识到一个严重的问题：几乎没有一个西方作家从中国文化视角出发去认识中国小说。他们的作品中所涉及的中国人，无疑是缺乏真实形象的空中楼阁。无论是圣贤还是魔鬼，都不是真实的中国人。因此，赛珍珠要用手中的笔，让世界了解真正的中国文化，了解真实的中国人民。只有这样，他所倡导的彼此接受、彼此包容、互相融合的相对主义文化理念才能实现。赛珍珠一生都生活在中西两个世界的冲突之中，他一辈子向两个世界的人们传播着跨文化理解，加强了中西之间的友好交流。Many people lose the small joys in the hope for the big happiness. Paul S. Buck. 许多人为了追求大的幸福而失去了小的快乐。赛珍珠。
请聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Power of the day。钟情，陆游。当年万里觅封侯，匹马戍凉州。关河梦断何处？沉暗旧貂裘。胡未灭，鬓先秋，泪空流。此生谁料，心在天山，身老沧州。Telling the innermost feeling, Lu Yo. Alone, I went a thousand miles, long, long ago, to serve in the army at the frontier. Now to the fortress town, in dream, I could not go. Outworn, my sable coat of cavalier. The foe, not beaten back, my hair, no longer black, my tears have flowed in vain. Who could have thought that in this life I would remain? With a mountain high aim, but an old mortal frame. We just heard this piece of poetry, "Song of Song," from the Chinese poet Lu You. The English version is Mark Griffiths reading. 由许渊冲翻译。陆游出生于公元一一二五年，一二一零年去世，字务官，号放翁，是中国南宋著名的文学家、史学家和爱国诗人。陆游生逢北宋灭亡之际，少年时即深受家庭爱国思想的熏陶。宋高宗时，陆游参加礼部考试，因受秦桧排斥而仕途不畅。宋孝宗即位后。赐进士出身，历任福州宁德县主簿、敕令所山定官、龙兴府通判等职，因坚持抗金，屡遭主和派排斥。乾道七年，即公元一一七一年，陆游应四川宣抚使王延之邀，投身军旅，任职于南郑幕府。次年，幕府解散，陆游奉诏入蜀，与范成大相知。宋光宗继位后，陆游升为礼部郎中兼十路院检讨官，不久即因朝勇风月被罢官归居故里。公元一二零二年，宋宁宗召陆游入京，主持编修《孝宗、光宗两朝实录》和《三朝史》，官至宝章阁代制。书成后，陆游长期谪居山阴。公元一二一零年，与世长辞，留绝笔侍儿。陆游的一生笔耕不辍，诗词文都有很高成就，其诗语言平易小畅，章法整饬谨严，兼具李白的雄奇奔放与杜甫的沉郁悲凉。
，尤以饱含爱国热情，对后世影响深远。我们今天读到的这首《诉衷情》，当年万里觅封侯，即是陆游的一首代表词作。这首词回忆了作者一生中最值得怀念的一段岁月，通过今昔对比，反映了一位爱国志士的坎坷经历和不幸遭遇，也表达了作者壮志未酬、报国无门的悲愤不平之情。上片开头追忆作者昔日戎马疆场的意气风发，接着描写当年宏愿只能在梦中实现的失望；下片书写敌人尚未消灭，而英雄却已迟暮的感叹。整首词格调苍凉悲壮，语言明白小畅，用点自然，不着痕迹，不加雕饰，如炭如素，有较强的艺术感染力。诉衷情，陆游。当年万里觅封侯，匹马戍凉州。关河梦断何处？沉暗旧貂裘。胡未灭，鬓先秋，泪空流。此生谁料？心在天山，身老。沧州。Telling the innermost feeling, Lu Yo. Alone, I went a thousand miles, long, long ago, to serve in the army. At the frontier, now to the fortress town, in dream I could not go. Outworn my sable coat of cavalier, the foe not beaten back, my hair no longer black, my tears have flowed in vain. Who could have thought that in This life I would remain, with a mountain-high aim, but an old mortal frame. More to read. 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words. 欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读。More to read. 我是沈听。下面让我们一起来感受 beauty of words. 艾德琳·弗吉尼亚·沃尔福是英国著名的女作家、文学批评家和文学理论家，也是意识流文学的代表人物，被誉为20世纪现代主义与女性主义的先锋。两次世界大战期间，她是伦敦文学界的核心人物，同时也是布鲁姆茨伯里派的成员之一。其最知名的小说包括《达洛维夫人》《到灯塔去》等。沃尔夫一生勤奋，著述丰富，除小说创作外，还有大量的散文、日记等。他认为，写作要摒弃纷繁的物质表象，在对自然与生命本质的探求中定格人类存在的有意义的瞬间，通过人物的瞬间感悟，揭开生活的面纱，触探生命的哲理。
。好，那么在今天的节目中呢，我就为大家选读一篇由伍尔夫所写的文章。How should one read a book? 怎样读书？中文版本由轻松调频的主持人念希为您朗读。How should one read a book? By Virginia Woolf. 怎样读书？弗吉尼亚·伍尔夫。It is simple enough to say that since books have classes—fictions, biography, poetry—we should separate them and take from each what is right that each should give us. Yet few people ask from books what books can give us. Most commonly, we come to books with blurred and divided minds, asking of fiction that it shall be true, of poetry that it shall be false, of biography that it shall be flattering. Of history that it shall enforce our own prejudices. 书既然有小说、传记、诗歌之分，就应区别对待，从各类书中取其应该给予我们的东西。这话说来很简单，然而很少有人向书索取它能给我们的东西。我们拿起书来，往往怀着模糊而又杂乱的想法，要求小说是真实的。诗歌是虚假的，传记要吹捧，史书能加强我们自己的偏见。If we could banish all such preconceptions when we read, that would be an admirable beginning. Do not dictate to your author; try to become him, be his fellow worker and accomplice. If you hem back and reserve and criticize at first. You are preventing yourself from getting the fullest possible value from what you read, but if you open your mind as widely as possible, then signs and hints of almost imperceptible fineness from the twist and turn of the first sentences will bring you into the presence of a human being unlike any other. Steep yourself in this, acquaint yourself with this. And soon you will find that your author is giving you or attempting to give you something far more definite. 读书时如能抛开这些先人之见，便是极好的开端。不要对作者指手画脚，而要尽力与作者融为一体，共同创作，共同策划。如果你不参与、不投入，而且一开始就百般挑剔。那你就无缘从书中获得最大的益处。你若敞开心扉，虚怀若谷，那么书中精细入微的寓意和暗示，便会把你从一开头就碰上的那些像是山回水转般的句子中带出来，走到一个独特的人物面前，钻进去熟悉他，你很快就会发现，作者展示给你的或想要展示给你的。是一些比原先要明确得多的东西。The thirty-two chapters of a novel, if we consider how to read a novel first, are an attempt to make something as formed and controlled as a building. But words are more impalpable than bricks. Reading is a longer and more complicated process than seeing. Perhaps the quickest way to understand the elements of what a novelist is doing is not to read. But to write, to make your own experiment with the dangers and difficulties of words. 不妨先来谈谈如何读小说吧。一部长篇小说分成三十二章，是作者的苦心经营
，想把它建构的如同一座错落有致、布局合理的大厦。可是词语比砖块更难琢磨，阅读比观看更费时、更复杂。了解作家创作的各种滋味，最有效的途径，恐怕不是读，而是写。通过写，亲自体验一下文字工作的艰难险阻。Recall then some event that has left a distinct impression on you. How, at the corner of the street, perhaps, you passed two people talking, a tree shook, an electric light danced. The tone of the talk was comic but also tragic. A whole vision, an entire conception, seemed contained in that moment. 回想一件你记忆犹新的事吧，比方说。在街道的拐弯处遇到两个人正在谈话，树影婆娑，灯光摇曳，谈话的调子喜中有悲。这一瞬间似乎包含了一种完整的意境，全面的构思。But when you attempt to reconstruct it in words, you will find that it breaks into a thousand conflicting impressions. Some must be subdued, others emphasized. In the process, you will lose probably all grasp upon the emotion itself. 可是，当你打算用文字来重现此情此景的时候，它却化作千头万绪、互相冲突的印象。有的必须淡化，有的则应该突出。在处理的过程中，你可能对整个意境根本把握不住了。Then. Turn from your blurred and littered pages to the opening pages of some great novelist, Defoe, Jane Austen, Hardy. Now you will be better able to appreciate their mastery. It is not merely that we are in the presence of a different person, Defoe, Jane Austen, or Thomas Hardy, but that we are living in a different world. Here in Robinson Crusoe, we are trudging a plain high road. One thing happens after another. The fact and the order of the fact is enough. 这时，还是把你那些写的含糊杂乱的一页页书稿搁到一边，翻开某位小说大师，如笛福、简·奥斯丁或哈代的作品来从头读吧。这时候，你就能更深刻的领略大师们驾驭文字的技巧了。因为我们不仅面对一个个不同的人物，笛福、简·奥斯丁或托马斯·哈代，而且置身于不同的世界。阅读《鲁滨孙漂流记》时，我们仿佛跋涉在旷野大道上，事件一个接一个，故事再加上故事情节的安排就足够了。But if the open air and adventure mean everything to Defoe. They mean nothing to Jane Austen. Hers is the drawing room, and people talking, and by the many mirrors of their talk, revealing their characters. And if, when we have accustomed ourselves to the drawing room and its reflections, we turn to Hardy, we are once more spun around. The moors are round us, and the stars above our heads. The other side of the mind is now exposed. The dark side that comes uppermost in solitude, not the light side that shows in company. Our relations are not towards people, but towards nature and destiny. 
如果说旷野和历险对迪夫来说就是一切，那么对简·奥斯丁就毫无意义了。他的世界是客厅和客厅中闲聊的人们。这些人的言谈像一面面镜子，反映出他们的性格特征。当我们熟悉了简·奥斯丁的客厅及其反映出来的事物以后，再去读哈代的作品，又得转向另一个世界。周围茫茫荒野，头顶一片星空。此时，心灵的另一面，不是聚会结伴时显示出来的轻松愉快的一面，而是孤独时最容易萌生的忧郁阴沉的一面。和我们打交道的不是人，而是自然与命运。Yet different as these worlds are, each is consistent with itself. The maker of each is careful to observe the laws of his own perspective, and however great a strain they may put upon us, they will never confuse us, as lesser writers so frequently do by introducing two different kinds of reality into the same book. Thus, to go from one great novelist to another, from Jane Austen to Hardy, from Peacock to Trollope, from Scott to Meredith, is to be wrenched and uprooted. To be thrown this way and then that. 虽然这些世界截然不同，他们自身却浑然一体。每一个世界的创造者都小心翼翼地遵循自己观察事物的法则，不管他们的作品读起来如何费力，却不会像蹩脚的作家那样把格格不入的两种现实塞进一部作品中，使人感到不知所云。因此。读完一位伟大作家的小说，再去读另一位的，比如说从简·奥斯丁到哈代，从皮克克到特罗洛普，从斯各特到梅瑞迪斯，就好像被猛力扭动，连根拔起，抛来抛去。To read a novel is a difficult and complex art. You must be capable not only of great finesse of perception. But of great boldness of imagination, if you are going to make use of all that the novelist, the great artist, gives you. 说实在的，读小说是一门困难而又复杂的艺术。要想充分享用小说作者、伟大的艺术家给予你的一切，你不仅要具备高度的感受能力，还得有大胆的想象力。How should one read a book? By Virginia Woolf. It is simple enough to say that since books have classes—fictions, biography, poetry—we should separate them and take from each what is right that each should give us. Yet few people ask from books what books can give us. Most commonly, we come to books with blurred and divided minds, asking of fiction that it shall be true. Of poetry that it shall be false, of biography that it shall be flattering, of history that it shall enforce our own prejudices. If we could banish all such preconceptions when we read, that would be an admirable beginning. Do not dictate to your author; try to become him. 
be his fellow worker and accomplice. If you hang back and reserve and criticize at first, you are preventing yourself from getting the fullest possible value from what you read. But if you open your mind as widely as possible, then signs and hints of almost imperceptible fineness from the twist and turn of the first sentences will bring you into the presence of a human being unlike any other. Steep yourself in this, acquaint yourself with this, and soon you will find that your author is giving you or attempting to give you something far more definite. The thirty-two chapters of a novel, if we consider how to read a novel first, are an attempt to make something as formed and controlled as a building. But words are more impalpable than bricks. Reading is a longer and more complicated process than seeing. Perhaps the quickest way to understand the elements of what a novelist is doing is not to read, but to write, to make your own experiment with the dangers and difficulties of words. Recall then some event that has left a distinct impression on you. How at the corner of the street, perhaps, you passed two people talking, a tree shook, an electric light danced. The tone of the talk was comic but also tragic. A whole vision, an entire conception, seemed contained in that moment. But when you attempt to reconstruct it in words, you will find that it breaks into a thousand conflicting impressions. Some must be subdued, others emphasized. In the process, you will lose probably all grasp upon the emotion itself. Then turn from your blurred and littered pages to the opening pages of some great novelist. Defoe, Jane Austen, Hardy. Now you will be better able to appreciate their mastery. It is not merely that we are in the presence of a different person, Defoe, Jane Austen, or Thomas Hardy, but that we are living in a different world. Here in Robinson Crusoe, we are trudging a plain high road. One thing happens after another. The fact and the order of the fact is enough. But if the open air and adventure mean everything to Defoe, they mean nothing to Jane Austen. Hers is the drawing room, and people talking, and by the many mirrors of their talk, revealing their characters. And if, when we have accustomed ourselves to the drawing room and its reflections, we turn to Hardy, we are once more spun around. The moors are round us, and the stars above our heads. The other side of the mind is now exposed, the dark side that comes uppermost in solitude, not the light side that shows in company. Our relations are not towards people, but towards nature and destiny. Yet, different as these worlds are, each is consistent with itself. The maker of each is careful to observe the laws of his own perspective, and however great a strain they may put upon us. They will never confuse us, as lesser writers so frequently do, by introducing two different kinds of reality into the same book. Thus, to go from one great novelist to another, from Jane Austen to Hardy, from Peacock to Trollope, from Scott to Meredith, is to be wrenched and uprooted, to be thrown this way and then that. To read a novel is a difficult and complex art. 
you must be capable not only of great finesse of perception, but of great boldness of imagination if you are going to make use of all that the novelist, the great artist gives you. Today's program is over. Thank you for listening. I'm Shen Ting. We'll meet again.